Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow, that was a beautiful ministration. God bless you. With the Lord, we will have a better place. For you and for me and the entire human race. Hallelujah. There are people dying who have not heard about the salvation of Jesus Christ. So we need to tell them. Hallelujah. And that's why we are in these t-shirts today. As you can see, he that winneth souls. He that is wise winneth souls. And um, if you don't have one yet, try and get one. When you go out to the bookshop or the front office, you can get one. Amen. But is it a good idea that we win souls for the Lord? Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Just wanted to quickly remind us of the announcements. Some of the announcements. Uh, the ISI is coming up. Amen. Hallelujah. It's just next week. I mean, it sounds so far away, but it's just next week, Tuesday. It's taken off. Not this Tuesday, the next one. So, um, register. People like last minute too much. Try and register. And then also, we need people who can support us with their cars. And if you can add a driver to the car, I think it makes it complete, isn't it? So, uh, please do that for us. And then on Friday, we're going to have our end of month, you may scream, all night prayer meeting. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to encourage you all to be a part. It's been a long time since we had You May Scream All Night. So we're taking off. It's going to be at the end of every month. Make sure that you're a part of it. Let's pray. Thank God for this month, for the souls. And let's also speak into the coming month. Amen. And then singles. We are doing a follow-up. 5 p.m. sharp. So make sure that you are there. And there's a CD promotion going on. I think that, I mean, you don't have any excuse now. One Ghana CD for an MP3 compilation of messages. It cannot get any better than that. Hallelujah. So please, please get uh, a copy of uh, the CDs, any one of them at all. And I believe that it's going to be a blessing. Amen. Today to one of our own, Mr. Johnson Tess, celebrates his 50th birthday today. Wow! Oh, we are so excited. He's been one of the faithful members who's been in the church for many years. And um, at the appropriate time, we're going to pray. And uh, I believe that the Lord is also going to bless him mightily for his years of faithfulness in the church. Amen. Lift up your hands to the Lord wherever you are. Just ask God to speak to you this morning, pray that God will speak to you. Oh yes, the Bible says that if our gospel is hid, it's hid to them that are lost. 
of whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. But this morning I believe they are believers. Pray that the light of the glorious gospel will shine upon you. Pray that you hear God's voice as he speaks to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. Yes, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Touch us, Lord. May we not leave here the same, O oh God. Let your perfect will be done in our lives. We bless you. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Well, how many of us have a copy of the book now? Many are called. This book. Can I see by a wave of your book? A wave of your book. Okay. Okay. All right. Beautiful. It's Romeo around. <laughs> okay. Oh, you guys. And how many don't have it at all? How many don't have it at all? Okay. We have, we have some available. It's going for 15 Ghana cities. Uh, normally, it's 30 Ghana cities. But for this season, it's 15 Ghana cities. If you need a copy, just wave your hand. They will bring it to you now. Just wave your hand. They will bring it to you. 15 Ghana cities. Let's do this in the next two minutes. Quickly. Just wave your hand. If you want a copy, then they will bring it to you. Amen. Wow. Oh. I don't see hands. Okay, there's a hand at the back there. Can, can you guys be fast, please? Some of the pastors can help so that we do this quickly. Yeah. Just wave your hand. A book will be brought to you. This one we call room service. We'll bring you room service. Wherever you're seated, they will come to you. But make sure that you're a part of what is happening. This month is our month of evangelism. And uh, yesterday... Uh, we had our bus outreach. And uh, you should see people in buses from Kanishin to La Paz, from uh, where? Agege to where? Circle. From where? Bubuashi to Circle. Ash, a, where? Ashongman to where? To Domi. And they were preaching the gospel in the buses. Hallelujah. Oh, I thought it was a good place to put our hands together. So, let's preach the gospel anyway, anyhow. Let's try and preach the gospel to the lost. Amen. Right, this week, uh, today was supposed to be our, um, uh, your favorite professional invitation. Uh, we, we didn't give you the invitation cards last year. We'll do that uh, just at the end of the service. Amen. Right, so now do we have the book? Let me see. Wave, 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 wave. Okay, beautiful. So, we have people having the book. Okay, today I want to preach from chapter 9 of the book. <laughs> and I want to title the message today, Why Many Christians Are Fruitless. Wow. Please turn with me to Luke chapter 16. We're going to read uh, two portions of scripture and then we'll be moving on. Luke chapter 16, I'm reading from verse 19. Why is this thing now facing this way? Is it intentional? No. Okay. All right. 
so that we can see from here. Beautiful. Right, can we read together? Ready, go. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores. And desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and seared Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which will pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that will come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they would repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses, and the prophets, neither would they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Amen. Let me add one more scripture in Second Peter, which is right there in the book. You can see it. Uh, it says that, for if these things, maybe let's start from verse 5, Second Peter 1 verse 5, so that we understand what he's saying here. It says that, beside all this, giving all diligence, Add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. Okay. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sin. Amen. Well, like I said, this morning I'm sharing with you on why many Christians are fruitless. Amen. Now, there is a call. This book is talking about many are called. There is a call to fruitfulness. From God. There's a call to fruit bearing. God is calling everybody to bear fruits. When you read the Bible in John chapter 15 and verse 1, Jesus said that, I am what? The true vine and my father is what? The husbandman. Then he said, every branch in me that beareth no fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it. 
that it may bring forth more fruit. Hallelujah. So God is expecting people to bring forth fruit. When you read verse 8, it says that, verse 8 says that, Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. So, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you are expected to bear fruit. And not just any fruit, but much fruit. Tell somebody, much fruit. Very important. Very, very important. So when you read verse 15, he said that, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. Then he added a condition so that we will really do it. So that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So, without fruit, your prayers are not being answered. Hey! Jesus. Now, when you have taken a thing to, it's not easy. You must definitely bear fruit. In fact, one time he was given a, a parable in Luke, I think chapter 13, and verse 6. He talked about a man who had a, 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 a farm or whatever. And he says that he had a fig tree, planted it. And he came and he sought fruit on the tree. And he found, he found none. And he said something. He said, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this tree and find none. He says, cut it down. When you are not bearing fruit, that is what God is saying. Cut it down. Cut it down. Then, he said in verse 8, and he answered said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dunk it. Verse 9 says that, if it bear fruit, well, but if not, then you shall cut it. So, every time you are living, every time you can breathe, every time you have life, it's actually God giving you an opportunity to bear fruit. The fact that you have not been cut down yet, it's an indication that God is expecting you to bear fruit. Very, very important. And God is looking out for these things in our lives. The Bible says that He comes looking for fruit. He comes looking for fruit. He came last year. He didn't see any fruit on you. Last two years He came. This year too He came. He hasn't seen anything. And the year is about to end. Hey! But he said, leave it also this year, so that we may see. You see, the reason why God is so interested in the fruits is that you are known by your fruits. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 20, that's what Jesus said. He said that by their fruits you shall know them. So, we can't know you if you don't have any fruits. When God wants to know you, He wants to know who you are, He looks out for your fruits. Where are your fruits in the church? When your life and your spiritual activities results in people just like you also coming to know the Lord, then you are beginning to bear fruits. Oh, I thought you were going to put your hands together. 
You may be singing in a church. You may dance. You may even be the best dancer. You will win the dancing competition. If we, if we, when we have praises, the way you dance. But my brother, God is not looking at the dancing. God is not looking at the that you're singing. God is not looking at all these things. He's looking at your fruits. Where are your fruits? Where are your fruits? Where are your fruits? Where are your fruits? Everybody must desire that in the church there will be somebody you can point to and say, this is my fruit in the church. If there's nobody you have ever brought to Christ who is with you in church you don't have any fruits. Ask the next person, do you have any fruits? Receive an answer. Some of you, when you ask the question, then you leave it. No, people don't answer these questions when we ask them. It's like we are joking. No? But you see, we will arrive in heaven and we will have the shock of our lives. Huh? One angel slaps you from the left, another one from the right. Hey! You, when we were giving you oxygen to live, you thought we were just joking around, you see. You didn't bring anybody to the church. You didn't win any soul for the Lord. Hey! Revelation 14, 13. It's a scripture that should make us wake up. It says, I, bless, I heard a voice from heaven saying, Right. Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. He said, from henceforth they shall rest from their labors. When you die, there's no more rest. Somebody went to church one time. They were doing, a, a, a person was pasting posters by the roadside and a car hit her and she died. At the funeral, somebody was saying, oh, as she is dead now, she will go and continue the work in heaven. Pasting posters. No, there's no posters in heaven. We have reached there. What, what posters again are we going to post? What work are we going to continue? That's what the Bible says that whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. Because there's no work, no device. There's nothing here after. If you have anything to do, do it now. Do it now. It said they will rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Maybe it's this part that the guy got confused about. Now the works that are following you is not whatever. It's, it's your fruits. Your fruits. Not your shoes. Not your cars. Not your houses. One day Bishop said that when his father died and they were burying, they were going to bury him. Somebody came to put 200 cities in there. Those days, 200 cities in the coffin. So, when he's going to use it to cross the road. There is no, there's no taxi on that journey. It's a hymn. When you die, your spirit just goes. You are not taking anything. Even shoes, they don't allow you to wear shoes. Because they say when you wear shoes, you come and walk around the house in the shoes. So, they take off the shoes of the dead body. And then you go just like that. The only thing that can cross to the other side are the souls that you save for the Lord. Are the people that you brought to church, the souls that you gave to God. That's the only thing that is giving you account in heaven. 
So you must desire that every day your account will be going higher. And higher. Hey. Hmm. God is monitoring your works. When you read Revelation chapter 2, chapter 3, one of the things that runs through, I know your works. I know your works. I know your works. Not your shoes. Not your cars. Not your houses. Ladies, you are accumulating a lot of shoes. It's enough. Accumulate souls. You are accumulating a lot of uh, eyeshadow and uh, wigs. Some of you, wigs, you change the wig like something. When we see you, we can't even recognize you. Is it the same person? Today your hair is long, tomorrow is short. What sort of person is this? are the works that are going to follow you? What are the fruits that will be following you? Hey, now listen. The Bible gives us, and Bishop is writing it here, one main reason, and that's all I'm talking about today. Why people don't bear fruits, and why people don't win souls, and why people don't do the work of God and, and, and respond to the call of God. And it's a simple reason of blindness. But he that lacketh these things, Second Peter 1 9, is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. One of the questions you, hear, you see the Lord asking people in the Bible most of the times, what do you see? What do you see? Because what you see is what is going to determine how your life goes. People's lives are fashioned by what they see. Whatever you have seen as you have been growing up, that's how you become. That's what you know. And so the Lord is always asking that, what do you see? He asked Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1.12, he said, what do you see? 1.11, what do you see? Jeremiah, what do you see? And you can put your name there. Kojo, what do you see? Yeah, what do you see? Do you only see your cars? And your money and your shoes? And your dresses? Is that the only thing that you see in this life? There is more to see. The Bible says that Jesus, he saw further than what we, we, we are seeing. People who say that Jesus preached more about money than any other thing, they are joking. Even I go through the scriptures, his mind was on heaven. His mind, he was talking about hell, drawing our attention to hell, heaven. Even the story I just read, Jesus gave that story. And it's a true story. Drawing our minds to it that there is a hell, there is a heaven. There are saints who are urging us on. The Bible says that we are encompassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Can you see them? They are around you. If you don't see them, you will live your life anyhow. But there's a hell. There's a heaven. There's another world in view. Hey! We used to sing a song. 
I have another world. I have another world in view. Oh, I have another world in view. In view, I have another world in view. Oh, my Savior came to prepare me a And we are dancing. You see people. You will be dancing and jumping. Are you sure you have another world in view? I don't think so. We just sing it and dance with the praise, whatever. But we don't, we don't, I don't think we even understand what we are singing. The people who had another world in view, their are, are comments and their statements, it showed that they had another world in view. Paul said, for I'm ready to be offered up. I'm ready to die. I don't even know whether I should go or I should stay. That's how the people talk. Today's case says, go, no, no go, we are here. Long life, prosperity. Pastor, speak more prosperity and long life. Now, go in party and no. Not now. The people who had another world in view, they say things like, listen, you believe in me, you believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. He said that if it were not so, I would have told you, I am going to prepare a place. I am going. I am going. I am going. I am going. So that where I am, you'll be there also. And because they, they could see another world, they had another world in view. They were always ready. Anytime Jesus comes, anytime death comes, they were ready to die. The question you must ask yourself, am I ready to die at any time? Am I ready to face my maker? Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Can we say such things? We don't say such things. Rather what we say is, Charlie, let me acquire more. Oh yeah. Pastor, speak the blessings. Give us more. Me so. Me so. Me 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 you should see people diving. More than goalkeepers. Ask the next person, what do you see? Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1. It says, therefore, seeing that we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Seeing, people were seeing something. What are you seeing? See heaven. See hell. See that people are perishing in hell. I like the message Bible. Message Bible says, look at it. Give me message Bible. It says, since God has so generously let us in on what he is doing, we are not about to throw up our hands and walk off the job. No. There's a job at hand. Where are you going? God has let us in on what he is doing. 
He's saving people. Some are going to hell. Some are going to heaven. He has let you in. Are you going to walk off the job? Especially seeing that people are in hell. We can't walk off the job. We have to do the job. Let's get to the job, church. Let's get to the job. There are people dying. Isn't that what you guys said? Never heard about salvation. Whilst others are just walking around as if there's nothing at stake. When we call for evangelism, outreach, people will not come. It's that, listen, we have other important things to do. Not to win souls. Hey, one day you will answer before God. The life he gave to you, what did you use it for? Jesus said, it is my words that will judge you. Not me. Hey, these things are real, no? He said, ah, put it there. Give me verse 3 and verse 4 in the Message Bible. 2 Corinthians 4. Put it there. Oh, if our message is obscure to anyone, it's not because we are holding back in any way. No, it's because these other people are looking or going the wrong way and refuse to give it serious attention. Serious attention. He said, all they have their eyes on for is the fashionable God of darkness. They think they can give them what they want. And they don't, they won't have to bother believing a truth they can't see. They are stone blind to the day spring brightness of the message that shines with Christ. Who gives us the best picture of God? Who will ever get? How can you say Christ's message was about, about money? He gave us the best picture of God we can ever get. May we not be blind, though. May we not be blind. May we focus on the right things. Our minds are on the wrong things. Focus is good. We are not saying don't focus on going to school, getting your degrees and all that. But also know that after all these things, there is a life. Now, if you should die now, there's another world in view. Focus on the right things. Mm. One day I heard Bishop telling a story. He said, a brother was supposed to introduce a lady pastor in the church. His mind was not on the person he was going to. He was thinking about the lady pastor's breast. Because she had the breast. As the next person, what are you focusing on? So when he came, he said, ladies and gentlemen, today we have a powerful lady pastor to preach the word. And she has powerful breasts. <laughs> it's the lady pastor herself who came to say it to. But that's how the brother introduced her. What, what was he focusing on at the time? And that's how can we know what you are focusing on. Because you say it. Think about it. Now the story I read, in five minutes, let me close. 
the story I read was about Lazarus and a rich man. And many believe it's a true story. Because Jesus in his parables was not mentioning names. He would say a certain son, a certain man, whatever. But this one, he mentioned the name, Lazarus. And some even say that the rich man's name is also there. Dives, he's also there. But this is the perfect picture of life after death. If you want to know. The Bible is the best book to tell us about life after death. There's no other book. I've read quite some books. I haven't heard any book telling me how life will be after death apart from the Bible. Fifteen lessons. Quickly. Number one. This was not a parable because Jesus mentioned the name of Lazarus. Who must have been a real person who once existed in their town? Yeah. The frightening story is the most reliable account of life after death given to mankind. Most preachers do not read it nor preach from it. Consequently, the church is shielded from visions of hell. Because if we're seeing hell, we will try and win souls. We'll try and get fruits. This causes blindness as far as eternity is concerned. And it is this blindness that leads to passivity and barrenness. Number two. The poor man died before the rich man. Which is the case all the time. <laughs> poor people died early. However, the rich man went to hell. And the poor man went to heaven. This shows that living long does not make you go to a good place when you die. And maybe I can also add that does it also mean that if you are poor, you go to heaven. Is it okay? Just that poor people are more humble. So they tend to receive the gospel better. That's why Jesus said that this gospel shall be preached to the poor. The poor people receive the gospel. They, they receive it. They believe in it. But the rich, they just look at it as like, oh, we don't need these things. When you go to places like Europe and all that, no. They say you people in Africa, you need it because you are poor. You are suffering. Yeah. Poor people are generally humble. It's just Nigerians who say that Ghanaians, we are poor and proud. Have you heard that thing before? There are some way. We are forgiving them their sins. <laughs> Number three. From the story of Lazarus and the rich man, we know that at least one rich man is in hell. And if there's one rich man, it implies that there are a lot of rich people there. So it's not that we're against riches, but you see, when you become rich, it has a way of limiting you, your beliefs and everything. Yeah. You're always into so many things, you know, you don't have time, this, that, that, that. So if you're a rich man here, and I see many rich people here in Jesus' name. Hey, see the church, they have come alive. Nobody shall be rich. Bible said the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. I declare that you shall be rich in Jesus' name. But when you are rich, remember God. Support the work of God with your money. For it is He that giveth thee power to get wealth. Number four, <laughs> the rich man had a luxurious life, clothed in purple and fine linen, 
faring sumptuously every day. In spite of this, the rich man went to hell and the poor man went to heaven. Hey, this shows that no matter how rich and luxurious your life is, you can be thrown into hell. I think that's a surprise that many people have that, ah, me, pa, I've been living in a certain mansion. How can you put me in hell? But listen, <laughs> it happens. Even here on this earth, you see the way the high and mighty, the rich and famous, they can take them and they put them on trial. When Michael Jackson was alive, he, owed, uh, he was moving into all sorts of things, sleeping, they say, sleeping with children, this, that, so many things. They put him there. They come. So if even here on this earth, they can put you on trial, how much more when you go to the other side? The people at the back are not involved in the service at all. They, when I say anything, they don't respond. No. The back, are you with us or you decided to go back home? Number five, the poor man suffered greatly and had dogs dressing his sores on a daily basis. They licked up the blood and the pus that exuded from his huge horses. Yet, when this poor man died, he found his place in Abraham's bosom. This shows that God loves humble and poor people, even if we don't like them. Hey, I will want God to like me. I will try and be humble. Yeah, even if I'm rich. Wow. Number six. When poor beggars died, when poor Lazarus died, he was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. He said this is important to know because evil spirits that inhabit this world will love to capture every soul that is free from the body and take it to hell. Oh yeah. There are evil spirits waiting. As soon as you die, they are waiting to grab you and take you. So God will not allow that. Like Jesus said, you will never suffer my soul to be in corruption in hell. So as soon as you die, angels quickly gather around you. And they carry you quickly to heaven. Wow! May you be carried to heaven when you die. Number seven. Is it number seven? When the rich man died, he also had a welcoming reception. Reception party. Only that Jesus didn't tell us what happened. He just said, he went down to hell. But when we read the Bible, Isaiah 14, verse 9. Look at it. Bible says that, Hell from beneath is moved up for thee to meet thee at thy coming. Hell is waiting. So as soon as you die, Welcome party. There's brass band. Number eight. Hmm. Another important point to note is that the fact that the rich man saw a recognized Lazarus in Abraham's bosom, this fact shows that we will continue our lives after this world and be able to recognize one another over in the new world. Wow. Are you excited about that? Now, when I see you in heaven, I'll see you. Hey. Charlie, you made it. Say, yeah, I made it by the skin of the teeth. Say, me too, I made it. Oh, praise the Lord. But you see, 
it shows us something that, listen, life will continue. In fact, when you read the Bible, it shows us different ways that God describes our inner man or the person, the real you. The Bible describes you as what? An inward man, 2 Corinthians 4.16. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, that's your body, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Then you are also known as inner man, Ephesians 3.16, that he will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. And then also you are known as the hidden man. So the real you is not this body. It's inside you. And when you die, he comes out. And then you are seen. Well, because when Jesus was talking, he said, Lazarus, the, the rich man called Lazarus. He said, hey, Lazarus. He said, dip your, the tip of your finger in water and come and quench my tongue. So if he has a finger, then he must have a hand. If he has a hand, then he must be attached to a body. Then he was talking about the tongue. So if he has a tongue, then it means that he must be in the mouth, which is connected to the head. And so there was a head, there was a body, there's a hand. Hey! When I see you, I will see you. Number 10, there's a place where the worm dies not, where the fire is not quenched. In this place, people seek a drop of water. Just a drop. They don't want a glass of water. They want a drop of water. Hey, you don't have to go to this place. And people should not go there. He cried for mercy at that place, but it was too late. Too late. Number 11 is a scary part. It's a scary part, you see, because sometimes... People want to move from one place to the other, but it's not possible there. There's no dropping from heaven to hell or hell to heaven. The ability to remember your life on earth is something that will add to the experience of heaven and hell. You'll be reminded that you were in the church when Bishop Fabian was preaching. And you were just laughing, laughing. You didn't take it seriously. <laughs> you shall be reminded. And you were sleeping to hell. The angels will give you lashes. Number 12, that we will not be able to change our location. I said that you can't cross over. There's a great God fixed. Number 13, the rich man was very concerned about his relatives. It's amazing that now the guy was not thinking about his money, his clothes, and now he was thinking about his relatives who must not come to the place where he was. A rich man all of a sudden has become an evangelist. It should tell you something. What has he seen? Maybe, like Bishop says, a lot more people should die, rich people should die and go to hell. When they come back, they say, Pastor, stop the message you are preaching. What is this thing? I receive it, I receive it. Preach another message so that people will change. When we come to church, you say, Pastor, we, we don't want to hear this. Tell us messages that will make us preach the gospel and do the work of God. And I believe we are getting to those times. Number 14. The rich man then exposed one of the common mistakes of unsaved people. Wanting some dramatic experience to challenge them into repentance. Now, send somebody from the dead. So that when he goes, the people will change. 
I've come to realize that people don't change. There was a time a man died, a pastor died in Nigeria. He came back to life. There was a video. People were just watching the video and just home. They never believed. He said, if they can't believe Bishop Dag, they can't believe Bishop Saki, they can't believe the people who are preaching, they will not believe anything. Not if somebody comes from the dead. There's nothing dramatic that will happen. No. The thing that is going to happen is what I'm telling you now. That's number 15. He said, God has chosen that people should be saved by preaching. Stand to your feet. Wow. We've closed. What is your mind on? The choir has a song. They sing, I got my mind on heaven. I got heaven on my mind. Please, let's preach the gospel. Let's tell people about Jesus Christ. Hell is real. People are dying and going to hell. There's fire burning. And people just need one drop. One drop of water. One drop. That is how terrible the place is. Church, if you are here, you are not born again, don't go to hell. If you are born again, ensure that there is one person at least that you are snatching from hell. Lift up your hands and talk to God. Tell the Lord, please help me. I want to tell people about you. May I not just see souls and just pass by them. But may I see that these ones are headed for hell. I need to save them. I need to save them. Can I win one soul for Jesus? Can I just snatch one soul from hell? Oh, in the coming week, Father. I want to do this before the month ends. At least one person for you, Lord. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me, Lord. Pray that you will never look unconcerned. But you will be concerned. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we ask for your help. Forgive us for not preaching the gospel and preaching other things and looking for other things when hell is right there. Father, help us that we will not go to hell but we will make it to heaven. Today, with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you to church, but you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. If you are here like that, just lift up your right hand wherever you are. I'm going to pray with you. You want to be born again. God bless you. I see your hands. You don't have to die and go to hell. Lift up your right hand. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. I see your hands. I see your hands. Let it go up. I see your hands at the back there. Today is a day of salvation. You don't have to go to hell. Lift up your right hand. God bless you. I see it. I see many hands lifted. God bless you. Over there at the back, I see your hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. Come to me in front here. Come to me. Come. Come. There is room. Yes. Oh, clap for them as they come. There is room at the cross for you. Keep clapping. Many people are coming. Come to Jesus. Though millions have come, come to Jesus. There is still room. 
God bless you. Yes, there is truth at the cross. Come, clap for them. Come to Jesus. There's room at the cross. Come all the way. Come all the way. Come to Jesus. Tomorrow may be too late. Tomorrow may be too late. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. No demons have come. There's still room for one. Oh, keep loving. God bless you. Oh, yes. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, oh, are you not excited that people have been snatched from hell? Angels are rejoicing right now. Hallelujah. Those of you in front, lift up your two hands. We're going to pray. It's a sign of surrender. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. I admit that I'm a sinner. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Say, Satan, I will no longer follow you. I belong to Jesus and I will serve Jesus. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you so much. We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030 7010 That's 030 7010444. God, which we bless you.